Hello and welcome back to the Story Analysis Podcast. My name is Lydia and I am here today with my co-host Ashley. And we are here to talk about, well, she's here to talk <laughs> <Jeez>. about... <laughs> Okay, first of all, first of all. The last of us. First of all, this is not Uncharted, okay? You experienced this show. I did, I did. You also experienced a lot of the game. I did, but I don't have, I don't know how many thousands of words and notes, and... Only 5,000. <laughs> the words color-coded system were just spoken, so... <laughs> One of Do us... you want to be here all night? <laughs> I'm just saying. The color-coding is for you. I'm doing this for you. <laughs> no, you played the game. When did you play the game? The first game? Quarantine. Yeah. 2020? 2020. It was later in the year, but yes, 2020. And we just finished HBO Max's television show. Is that even what they're called anymore? <laughs> I mean, this is called a video game adaptation. <laughs> Streaming series. Mini series. <laughs> series. Series is probably a safe word. Uh, and we got thoughts, we got opinions. So, let's just... <laughs> yeah! <laughs> if I start talking, I'll never stop. Um, <laughs> I am very curious to hear what you have to say about the show. Okay. Alright. Well, I think we're going to take it about an episode at a time. Okay. But if we're doing an overall thing before we start, mm-hmm. I liked the show. Mm-hmm. I had no big complaints. Mm-hmm. Um, I went into it really with no stakes. Mm-hmm. I think you and even like Abby potentially went into it with more stakes than me. Sure. I was like, this seems like a fun premise. I had a lot of stakes. And I have never played through the video game. I've seen plenty of snippets about it. I've heard you talk about it quite a bit. So like I know (laughs) Me. (laughs) I know about the last of us. What happens for the most part. But um I was just kind of like, okay, show me what you got, HBO Max. Because, like, it was one of those things that, like, me personally, if they thoroughly messed up. You were going to be able to move on with I, your life? I was going to be fine. You weren't going to need six months of therapy. I would have been like, oh, that's a, sh- that's a shame that they made a sucky show off of a good game. But I wasn't, like, emotionally invested before we started. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> I have aged. <laughs> The zombies have aged. <laughs> the zombies have aged me. Um, I just for you know a little backstory. Um, I I heard that they were gonna do a show, mm-hmm. and I was like, mm-mm, don't mm-mm, don't do that. No one is with my baby. <laughs> just do not. Don't you dare. Don't touch it. And then they were. It was like, oh, we're gonna cast Pedro Pascal as Joel, and Bella Ramsey as Ellie. And I was like, I don't care. You still can't do it. <laughs> like, they can probably do a good job. All right. Mm-hmm. I felt that way from the beginning. Um, but I still was like, don't mess with this story. Just leave it alone. Let it be what it is. Yeah. And then we just crept closer and closer and they kept releasing more and more stuff. And I was like, this is going to emotionally ruin me. <laughs> Whether it's good or bad. Either way. I'm not coming out of this unscathed. (laughs) Would you say (laughs) that the game and the show and just the general essence of The Last of Us is your Ellie? (laughs) What? (laughs) The Ellie to your Joel? Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Maybe so. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, so... Here we are. Here we are. Um, I'm probably going to ask you this after we get through the episodes, but I want to know your percentage, your Rotten Tomato score for the series, as it were. That's that's a poor example. I mean, 0 to 100% okay. how well they did. Okay. How much you are okay with it at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Uh, but let's start with episode one. Okay. You want to pitch it? Um, well, it's the beginning of the game. Yes. Where we have, it's, it was not 2003 in the game, but in the show they chose 2003 to be the starting year. And we have the normal life of Joel Mm -hmm. and his daughter and his brother, and we're kind of following Sarah, the daughter, Mm -hmm. 
and we go through like a day in her life Mm -hmm. and it's her dad's birthday and she fixes his watch for his birthday and she's like making plans to watch a movie with him she borrows the movie from the neighbor after she spends the afternoon there so it's a thing that she does yeah and um that night he comes home late because he works Mm -hmm. and he like forgets to bring a birthday cake and all this stuff that he said he was gonna do Mm -hmm. and they watch the movie she falls asleep he gets phone call to go pick up his brother Mm -hmm. and um all hell breaks loose yep and sarah wakes up in the middle of the night and the world is falling apart Planes are falling out of the sky. Yeah. There's... Things are on fire. Everything's burning. Everything is awful. And so she... The the neighbor's dog comes to the door. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I gotta get the dog into the neighbor's house, you know? And yeah. then she goes over to the neighbors, and they're not the neighbors anymore. Nope. <laughs> they're scary. And you kind of saw little hints of this throughout the day, like little bits of unsettling things. Yeah, you saw the, the neighbors, the... An elderly woman who's, you know, in a wheelchair. Like the great grandma or whatever. Yeah, not really responsive. Can't yeah. feed herself. Just sits in a wheelchair and you see her in the background being a freak. Yeah. And <laughs> you know something's up. Yeah. And um, I think when Sarah's getting the watch fixed, there's yeah. like stuff on the news. Yeah, and the wife is like panicking. It's like a... They're speaking Hebrew, I think. Yeah. Um, or Arabic. I can't remember. Um, and... She's like, something's up. Yeah. We, we gotta close. And so she gets ushered out early and there's sirens going by. So, like, you know something's happening. Yeah. And then um, that creepy old lady neighbor who couldn't move on her own just yep. is, like, you know, parkouring through the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's at, she attacks Sarah and Sarah gets out of the house. And then Joel and Tommy show up mm-hmm. and who knows what they've seen on their way home. But, yeah. Uh, they kill the neighbor, and then they get in the truck, and they're driving. They're going to get get out of Dodge. Okay. That scene. <laughs> you finish the episode. It's the best. That scene is the best. It's the best. Um, I, what do you, where do you want me to go from here? Everybody knows what happens in the show. Yeah. <laughs> um... But this is when Sarah dies, Mm -hmm. and she gets shot by um, the soldier that's coming to lock down the town, quarantine it, basically. Well, and they're running, so he's under orders to shoot shoot them, because they're probably infected. Even though Joel's like, we're not infected, we're not infected. But how could he know that? Hitting Sarah and killing her. Mm -hmm. And then we do, like, a big time skip before the episode's over. She dies in her dad's arms. It's very sad. It's very, very sad. And that's our inciting incident. Yep. (laughs) We time skip, what, 20 years 20 into years. the future? And the show did a thing where we, we got a picture of this world and yeah. we follow this kid yeah. who's just like walking through the desolate, mm-hmm. abandoned world. Mm-hmm. Um, and he makes it to a quarantine zone and these Fedra soldiers let him in. Yeah. And they're like, oh, let's get you some food. And they're going to take care of him. And then they yeah. scan him and you get a uh, red screen yeah and you know something's wrong yep so they're talking nice to this kid and then they they give him a little shot yep and he's done (laughs) yeah they just euthanize him basically and you get the idea this is what they have to do to everybody that when they would stumble upon this way Mm -hmm. and um you cut to see joel working with a bunch of other people burning the bodies burning the bodies tosses the kid's body in the fire somebody he's working with can't yeah, do it. Can't she do can't it pick up kid. the kid, and Joel does. Mm-hmm. And there's it goes a little longer past that, right? Do we meet Tess at the end of that episode? We meet Ellie. Do we really? Yes. Oh yeah, we. It goes that far. Huh? Yeah. Jeez. Well, the original ending was supposed to be right there. Yeah, when, when Joel, Joel throws the kid into the fire. Yeah, that's dark. And HBO was like. We want people to watch the show. <laughs> Maybe we don't do that. So uh, it goes a little further with Joel to where we see that he's like selling drugs. Yeah, or buying them. I can't remember. I no, he's selling he's them. Selling them. Mm-hmm. He's trying um, to get a car battery. Yeah. And um, I think we get a glimpse of Tess in this episode. Yeah. She got beat up in this episode, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, they they interact, um, and we also get the introduction of Ellie, yeah, and Marlene, 
Yep, Marlene and the Fireflies, who are like the rebel group that are, you know, against the Fedra government They're agents. They're trying to free the city. Trying to free the city. We kind of hear about them. And basically, in this whole goal to get this car battery, Tess gets, like, beaten up. Because she's trying to get it from By someone Robert. else. A job that goes south. And then... Robert's a sleazebag. <laughs> Double crosses on. Yep. And then they somehow get involved with the Fireflies. Because of that, they still want the batter- a battery. And that's when they meet Marlene, right? Or do they just, like, stumble into them? I I, well, I, I I don't remember exactly, but Marlene was, like, in the shootout mm. with Robert. Yeah. It was her people who killed him, I think, and she got shot. Okay. That's um. Right. So that's why we were all in the same building together. Mm-hmm. And Marlene's, like, badly wounded. Yeah. She can't do what she was going to do, which was take this kid mm-hmm. somewhere. Where they got chained up and are at testing every day. She was bitten. Yep. Which we don't know till the end of the episode. Sorry, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but they had kept her in a room to see if she would turn, yeah. and she has not. Mm-hmm. So they want to take her to another Firefly base for testing, and um, so in the hall when Marlene is wounded, she asks Joel and Tess to do this, and then she will get them. Firefly supplies. Yeah. Which means probably a truck. Joel wants the truck because he has not been able to contact his brother who went west some time before. Right. And he wants to drive after him and find him. Yep. And that's like the end of episode one, right? No. Do they get out of the city? They are about to sneak out of the city. Yeah. Um, They make it like just past the outskirts and they come across the guard that Joel had sold drugs to at the beginning. Yeah. Um... They are threatened mm-hmm. at that point, and Joel loses it and beats him to death. Yep. And that is almost the end of the episode, but they had been scanned right before then, so then right. uh, Tess has the scanner in her hand, and we see that Ellie is infected. Mm-hmm. But she hasn't turned, so... Yep. Oh, goodness. So good. I wanted to make sure we pitched the pilot because that's the whole the whole premise the of premise. the show. But um, okay. So what did you love about that show? You mentioned them the driving pilot? away in the car. I had seen that much of the game, like the beginning through them driving away in the car and all that. When you play as Sarah, it's the same scene. <laughs> it's um, it's like exactly. It's the, the same. same scene. It feels shot the same. It he, it sounds the same. It the same level of like rising dread. Yes. And I don't mean that in like an ick way because no. So often rising dread can be an ick thing, but I just feel like this is done so well yes. that you're just you're you're just you're on edge mm-hmm. and like it's actually happening and you're just watching them slowly realize yeah this is real this is bad what do we do and yeah the truck scene is exactly the same also um gabriel luna sounds so much like the tommy voice actor oh yeah kudos to him so that like just made it feel even more real because you're like listening to the audio from the game yeah it's crazy and um yeah no it's like all, maybe not all one shot, but a lot of it is one solid shot of them in the truck, and that's how it's played in the game. Yeah. And I just really appreciated that, because it's right out the gate. You're like, okay, we're, we're doing the game. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I really liked... This was one of my favorite episodes. I think it's one of the most exciting episodes. It kicked it off all so well. Yeah. And... I love the whole like added lead up of Sarah. Well, yeah, the day. they added a lot there, and yeah. I thought it was all great. It was fantastic. And another thing is, when was what's the year that this is taking place in? Two thousand three. Two thousand three. So that's pre everyone being on the internet all the time, mm. and everyone having smartphones in their pockets, which yeah. is kind of nice because you bypass some of that. Like, I don't know. It just makes it make more sense that like. They don't have that technology. Yeah, this is the whispers throughout the day, and no one really knows what's going on. Sure, and yeah. it's all hitting, and it takes some of those, like, well, what if this, off the board entirely, because sure. not everyone has, you know, mm-hmm. Amber Alerts going off yeah. on their cell phones. Like, like Fair this enough. is, uh, they did a good job with that, I thought. <clears throat> 
and it was subtle, but like there was little markers there that showed what, what time period it was. Um, I thought Sarah did a great job. Beautiful young lady, Mm -hmm. very sweet, few interactions with her dad and you really like cared about her, even though we only got her for what, 35 minutes or so? Roughly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Pedro is a great actor. Yeah. Oh, you know, when Pedro cries, we cry. Like, it's, mm-hmm. that was very sad. And, um, he did a great job with that. Ad libbing uh, the line. Oh, did he? Tommy, help me. Did he really? Yeah. Look at that man go. <laughs> He's just great. And I remember going into this show. Not like I said, I've got no horse in this race. Like, I, I don't All my care. horses are in this race. <laughs> but at the same time, kind of going like, I don't know that Pedro can be Joel. Like, that just, that just seemed very really? odd for me. That's yeah. That's funny. I was like, I don't know that I'm going to buy that. I think it's going to feel like a totally different character. And I was funny. wrong. He did a great job. I just, and maybe I had doubts somewhere along the way, but yeah. I don't remember them. I don't remember ever thinking he couldn't pull that off. Yeah. I was like, Baby Yoda's dad? 100%. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think for This me- man made me cry over a little frog. <laughs> like. <laughs> uh, I, I think. And you couldn't even see his face. I, <laughs> I know. But I don't know. I just feel like he's he's a really good actor and i had seen him in so many other things and i was just like i don't know that he can become this completely new character in my mind who is also not that like unique of a character if i can say it okay you know what i mean you know what i mean like he already played the the gruff dad in the mandalorian and now he's gonna play another gruff dad and i was just like can he make this a different gruff dad is he that good of an actor and he did he did. He pulled it off. He did a fantastic job. Come into my house. And I think I said... (laughs) Insult my favorite character. I I think I said before that, like, when I see Pedro Pascal's character, obviously I know it's Pedro Pascal playing them all, but they're all so different from each other. They're not... He's not playing himself. And he's also not blending them together. Right. They're all so distinct. Like, when I see Din, I see Din. When I see Joel, I see Joel. When I see... (laughs) Javi. (laughs) Javi from, you know, the Nick Cage movie. That's who I see. And same with the Game of Thrones character. Like, he's very good Mm -hmm. at becoming these different characters. Mm -hmm. So, kudos to him. He's a triple frontier, too. Yeah. Can't remember that guy's name. (laughs) Fish. Fish. (laughs) Also pretty different so yeah <clears throat> i thought the first episode was very exciting um you said marlene was the same lady who was, was the voice the actress bad. yeah which is the so face cool. claim. yeah she's perfect obviously <laughs> she's just still like still looks the same you yeah, know it's does. crazy and um bella ramsey we only saw her a little bit as ellie but Sounds exactly like Ellie in the video game. Moves exactly like Ashley Johnson. Yeah, and like, she's fantastic. And she just captured that character, I feel like. And a lot of people were mad because she doesn't look like Ellie. And it's like, well, she's a little white girl with brown hair. She's a teenager. And And she's she's acting exactly like her. Fantastic actress. So I don't know what you want. (laughs) She was was perfect. Pedro doesn't look exactly like Joel either, so... They both pulled it off. <laughs> no, I I loved her as Ellie. She She's did a great so job. Good. She was just, like, so solidly playing a kid. Yes. And she's young, but she's not 14. Yeah. And she sold it. Like, she did. you were like, this is a kid. And I found her relatable. Yeah. Because it was, I don't know, like... I don't know. You see plenty of 14-year-olds running around looking 35. I'm like, that was not my experience. No, no. I was much more of an Ellie. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I thought she just... It felt so true. Like, I I know, like, cousins and girls who were 14 not that long ago. Yeah. And I still know some who were, like, 14. Yeah. And it's just, like, that's how they act. Yes. Like, that maturity level that she's portraying is true. Yep. And... She can be sassy. Right. Well, and she's got this, like, default happy-goofy. Yes. Like, yep. kids do. Yep. Um, 
and I don't know. She, I felt like she sold it better than Game Ellie. <laughs> yeah, she was just great, and like I don't know. It, yeah, it felt it felt like she was playing her age in a true way, mm-hmm. and I'm that's uh, big kudos to Bella and you know the writers of the show too. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, I felt like um, Pedro slash Joel uh, reacted to her in a very realistic way too. I loved their meeting. Yes. That did not happen in the game. <laughs> she tries to stab him. Well, like, that, it, it did happen in the game, but mm-hmm. it was just so much better in the show. Yeah. Because it was so brief and, like, just a quick, like, pass-off in, in the game. Because, yeah, she's, like, in a room and Joel opens the door and she comes at him with the knife. Yeah. But they made it a whole interaction yeah. in this. And I loved it so much he's immediately like doesn't know what to do with her yep but also like not gonna put up with her crap yeah (laughs) and um yeah no when they go back to the apartment and then tess is tess leaves and they're gonna just wait it out and he like he's gonna take a nap yeah and that's like my favorite part because he sasses her and uh Game Joel did not really sass her. No. So that was all Pedro. That, that, I'll give Pedro <laughs> this and we can get into it more and later. But like, he added more layers and more nuance to the portrayal of Joel. Yeah. And well, so did the writers. It felt very true. <clears throat> it didn't feel like it was out of character, mm-hmm. but it definitely took Joel from kind of more of a one note, like video game character. Apocalypse Batman yeah. or whatever, kind of, you know, yeah. rough dad. And this is how I treat everything. Yeah. To like, he's just showing us as the viewers more of the emotions that Joel is feeling, and mm-hmm. maybe part of that's just motion capture. You know, it maybe Troy Baker was doing that, and we just couldn't. Well, get it, it is. It is a video it's, game. It's subtleties. You know, you need to see yeah. their faces yeah. to catch that, and that's hard to animate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also added a lot of depth to Joel's character. They did not get into things that they put into the show in the game. Mm -hmm. So, there's more there. (laughs) Scoot to episode two, unless you have more to talk about with episode Um, one. I I just want to say (laughs) I so appreciate that, I guess. Mm. The, The deepening of Joel's character Mm. I think Mm -hmm. I think that's my favorite thing overall that the show did and did well they stayed true to his character Mm -hmm. but they made it mean more oh yeah I could see that and I think the pilot is a good uh, example of that because we set him up you see where he's at now and you see the you know trauma that he's still carrying around 20 years later when he beats that guard to death yeah and I felt like that was a really good arc for setting up his character and like you you kind of know where he might go for the rest of this show mm-hmm. um just by the pilot yeah no I think that's true and um even little things, just, yeah, I, I guess it's just the medium to a certain extent, not being gameplay, but they did a great job in those small moments, even just in the pilot, of being like, oh, this is Tommy, I believe this is Uncle Tommy, and you can see that Pedro cares about him, yeah. and vice versa. Yeah. You can't see that in a video game no. when they're just running around yelling at each other, because well, the things are blowing up. They also <laughs> added a lot of depth to Tommy. Yeah, I Overall, it. because Tommy really does not have any character in the game he's just there yeah he's a pawn we use him sometimes and fine whatever but i did not care about him in the game and i care about him in the show Mm -hmm. um he means more so i think they they set that up well too yeah i think so all right the next episode episode two is the episode where they're traveling, right? That was the one that felt like gameplay a lot more. It did a little bit. Because they're going through we, the city. <laughs> well, we're going through the city. We've left the quarantine zone, and we are going through the city, and it's abandoned. There's no people around because people aren't allowed outside of the quarantine zone. It's mm-hmm. not safe because they're infected. Mm-hmm. And we don't really know what that means fully at this point in time. We've seen the beginning of the outbreak. Um, we've, we've seen... Fedra euthanize a child because of it, but we haven't really seen the actual infected creatures at this 
20 year later stage. Yeah. Um, we get the beautiful set oh, yeah. building yeah, yeah. that they put so much time and effort into. That. It looked just like the game. And the game is beautiful for yeah. being the apocalypse. They did a lot of like scientific study of like, well, what would happen if plants just slowly took over buildings? What yeah. would that look like? And then they, they did made it. it. Yeah. And that's what they did for this episode. Yeah, it's and like we got a, to walk through it. <laughs> the hotel lobby that's like filled with water because yep. like the ceiling caved in yep. and like moss is growing yep. and like that was so cool. And that's you played through those parts in the game, like you waded through that water and yeah, that was so cool. <clears throat> also, in the beginning of both of these episodes, I don't think they did it again in the show. I liked though because it was a little oh, bit yeah. of world building. Yes. the beginning of the first episode is like profess- professors. Science men um, in the talking, 60s on yeah, a talk show talking about um, the potential for a fungal virus, yeah. virus. Then yeah. talking about how these ants are pumpeted or whatever by fungus. Yes, the cordyceps. Yeah, and how that worked to kind of set up the idea of like this is how this, this is, is going to happen. This could happen. Yeah. We're saying it's possible, and then and then we... in the second one. We see like the day of the outbreak in, in India, right? Was it India? I feel dumb. I can't remember now. A different country, <laughs> not America. It was not in English at all. And she's a um, my mycologist. Yeah, a fungus lady. A fungus lady. Uh, professor, and uh, they bring her in to see a victim that you know went nuts and started biting people. Basically patient zero, they right? shot her down, and so she does uh, an examination, and she's horrified by what she has found, and she tells these policemen, or this one officer, that, like, the only thing you can do is yeah. bomb the city. Yeah, because it was like, she worked at a flower factory, right? And then there was other workers there, and mm-hmm. so they're like, the, she, I think she asked them, like, where are the other workers? Oh, they've already interacted with people? Yeah. yeah we're bomb, done. Bomb, bomb the, city. the city. Bomb the city. We're done. Yep. That's how dire it is. Ugh, and, and those are both really cool little bits of, like, official up. world building. Yes. We don't even have to ask these questions right. now of how this happened. We know. We yep. know what we need to know. Which is way more than they ever did in the game. Yeah. It was very cool. I, and I really thought that added... It just added a lot. It I did. Don't know. I agree. It was fun. And in the second episode, when we go back to present day with Tess and Joel Mm -hmm. taking Ellie to this Firefly meetup, Tess does a little bit of talking us through what happened by telling Ellie what happened. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was well done because it didn't feel... Like she was telling, not showing, catching you up to speed. Yeah, yeah. But that's what she was doing. And we hear about, you know, oh, they bombed the city, and we're walking by the places that were bombed. And Ellie's never seen any of this. She's never been outside of the quarantine zone. She's fourteen, you know. Well, that was cool, but then that's where we we could learn with her because, like, Ellie's never known before. Exactly. (laughs) I almost said pre-pandemic too soon. Um, pre-pandemic. This happened. She was never alive before then, yeah. and so and they were. They, they were, were there when it went down. Yep. Um, this is the only world Ellie has ever known. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joel's there. Joel's there, being grumpy. <laughs> he is really not the main character here. <laughs> this is the test show, um, and I really appreciate that. I, I didn't care about Tess in the game. Oh, she was yeah. also this like gruff, tough, gritty. Yeah, the annoying character in the game, and she's obnoxious, and you don't really care about her. And they really gave her heart a little bit, and like just so much more to her in this show. And um, she's kind of on board with Ellie, yes, quicker. She is, yeah, she's like, you know here for it. She's she likes the idea of there being maybe a possible cure. Yeah. She's Well and she has more of a I think like a maternal instinct yes. reaction against Ellie and Joel's just like I'm closed off no, to the world. No, he put up the wall immediately. And you see that in Tess again in episode yeah. three. Whenever we see the flashback of them. Oh yeah. You see her being more willing to Yeah. 
have community with people right. than Joel. And Joel is absolutely against that. Yeah. Um, they gave... It's not in the show, but they had given Tess a whole backstory that she had a child. Yeah. Um, and a husband. Mm-hmm. And lost them when the outbreak happened. So mm-hmm. I think that that came through. She yeah. played that. So I well, appreciate that. I do too. And she really pulled off like she's the leader yeah in their relationship no. like she's deciding what they do she's the Joel boss Joel's is the along muscle. for the ride yep. you know and he's gonna reluctantly do whatever she says yeah and that's never spoken and she never no. has to state that no. she just that's just their relationship right. and um it's very obvious she the actress did a great job playing like a you know very strong kind of you know like i'm deciding what we're doing character without making her unlikable yeah and um i felt like i said i only saw bits of the game i saw a little bit of tess all i remember hers were being an annoying npc yes. saying like come on joel <laughs> pretty much <laughs> you're playing as joel yeah and um she was a hero in the show a little yeah. bit and she felt that way and um uh i will say this somewhat you know this is all spoilers but somewhat spoilers for the rest of the podcast like almost all the characters you meet are not in very much time <laughs> not in very many episodes i mean the show is called the last of us <laughs> um not every the most of us. single actor and character i feel like you kind of cared about, mm-hmm. despite the fact that they're probably in one episode. And yeah. that's a pretty big feat. <laughs> that's fair. They have some good actors. For sure. Uh, um, yeah, and I, I like that she's super tough. Yeah. And yet still kind of more maternal. Yeah. And she's kind of the buffer between Joel and Ellie. Like, yeah, she's she going to make Joel be nice. Yeah. And, um,. she's wary. Mm. They're waiting for Ellie to turn. Like, she doesn't trust her, but she's still going to stand between Joel and her. And Ellie still doesn't really, like, like or trust them. No. She didn't want to do this. Like, she... It wasn't her idea to go along with these people. And so she's still kind of being sassy and a little bratty to them. And there's some really funny moments in in that. The dialogue is gold. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So we meet the clickers. Yep, we're going through this building. We also have to get set through. up this premise that was not in the game that we don't really play with much when we could have, but they leave the city ultimately. So I guess it's probably more prevalent in the city, but mm-hmm. we find out that all the infected are connected by mushroom roots. Yeah. So if you step on a live wire miles away, Every the infection, men will hear you. They will come running, which is oh, terrifying. I love that I love that because I saw that happen and I was like, I don't think this was in the game. No, nope. like, not that any parts that I had seen, but I had missed so much of the game that I'm like, maybe it is. Um, Thank goodness, because it was so. Scary. I wouldn't have made it. It was so stressful. Uh, well, they also didn't have the spores, right? So they kind of swapped one thing out and added yeah, a different. The spores were in the game, but that. Like, you have to wear a gas mask, and the sp- otherwise the, smor- the s'mores <laughs> the spores will infect you. Yes. And they took that out, which I totally understand why. Um, yeah. And introduced the this interconnected, concept. which is really cool, because I'm pretty sure there's this, like, science book that just came out that I really want to read, and it's got mushrooms on the cover, and it's mm-hmm. called Entangled Life. And it is about how mushrooms I'm, communicate with each other. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. So we go through the museum. Um, to, we're, we're, we're trying to get to the Capitol building, I think is still the premise. It was the premise in the game mm-hmm. cause that's where the fireflies are going to be. And, um, they can't go the long way or the short way. I don't know. They can't go the way they wanted to go. So yeah. they're going to have to cut through this museum. They're still avoiding Fedra. No. Potentially looking for them, right? No. Not at this point at no. all. No, in the game you were, but yeah. not here. Here it's just how can we get around the least amount of infected. That so they go sense. through the museum and we meet the clickers. And we've not seen them before. Ellie's never seen a clicker before. Yeah. Um, they barely make it out alive. Mm-hmm. Um, Ellie gets bitten. Yeah. Again. Yep. And she's like, oh man, well, if you know, if it had to be one of us. Because <laughs> this is not the first <laughs> so time funny. she's been bitten. <laughs> and so they make it out. 
head on their merry way. Yeah. And they make it to where the fireflies were, and um, they're all dead. Everybody's dead. I think one person had turned, I yeah. think, and so, like, it just turned into a bloodbath. Mm-hmm. Um, so somebody got infected, and they all died trying to clear out, I think. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, and here, you know, Tess is kind of at the end of her rope, and she's like, we we need to we need to take her the rest of the way. Like yeah. if if these guys can't do it, we need you need to do it. Yeah, you need to do it because I've been bitten. Yeah, that's the big reveal. She got chomped. She got bit. Um, and so I think that's probably in the game. Ellie did not get bitten. Yeah. Um, there. So I think that was probably to convince Joel. Like, yeah. here's the difference. We got bit at the same time. Yeah. I'm already starting to turn. She's already healing. Yeah. Um, so you, this is real. You need to, you need to finish this. Mm-hmm. And at this point they've stepped on something and the infected are coming. Yeah. So she stays, Tess stays behind and Joel reluctantly drags Ellie out of the building. Yeah. And, um, Tess blows it up. She does. <laughs> she almost this doesn't. Very unnecessary zombie mushroom kiss scene. Uh, that was uh, for later. Yeah, I didn't like it. That's that's a build up for how the fungus works and how it takes over Bomb. and how it quote unquote loves, which is the poorer choice of words. No, no, I still disagree with that artistic choice. <laughs> Just because you have a girl die doesn't mean you have to have a creepy zombie kiss. Well, I mean that's her. what they did in the pilot too. With yeah, the, that's what was happening with the creepy old lady. Yeah, as it was trying to spread. Comes so. out of her mouth. Yep, it's gross. So nasty. Little tendrils. Nasty. Little thingies. Nasty as heck. <laughs> um. So she successfully blows up the building. Yeah, and she they're does. in the clear. She's a but that's where the episode ends. Like Joel stalks off. And Ellie just stands there. Yeah. This whole time you get the impression that, like, maybe Joel and Tess have somewhat of a romantic relationship. I mean, but they were like, in bed together, so yeah. <laughs> but, like, I, that's what I mean. Like, somewhat of a romantic relationship. I mean, like, is one capable of a romantic like, relationship? Like, they're partners in a yeah. lot of ways, but yeah. uh, they're both pretty closed off people. I right. think she says something to him. Like, I never asked you for more. I right. I never asked you to feel the way that I feel. Yeah, so you get the idea that, you know, they're functioning together, but they're not like this happy little family who are deeply in love with each other, so... She's basically like, if you feel any type of obligation for me... Yeah, you're going to take this girl for me. (laughs) And he's like, I guess. I guess fine. Uh, Episode three, unless you have more to say about that episode. That was a pretty exciting one. That one was the one that felt the most like the gameplay to me. Because you're, like, that whole action scene with the clickers is them doing what you have to do in the game. Like, crouching behind counters and and reaching around and stabbing them in the head. I would say that episode five also feels like the game. Okay. Um, But yes, Mm -hmm. I agree. And, like, the visual was so much like the game. Yeah. And that was the point, and I'm glad they did that. I'm glad they let us sit in that for a whole episode. It was really fun. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. It was good. It was a good setup, you know. We we understand how the infected work. And yeah. I liked it. Drove the plot forward. Episode three, we get introduced to. Well, actually, I think Joel and Ellie have a little bit in the beginning of that episode, tromping through the woods. Yep. <laughs> Does he come to? Accept that he's going to take her right away in the beginning. Pretty much. Yeah. I. I could go on and on about this episode. I don't it's have the first big deviation. I, I don't like. have a lot of good things to say. Yeah. Um. I don't feel. I feel like this episode was kind of a mistake in yeah. a lot of ways. Um. Mostly for driving the plot forward, it didn't do that. Yeah. Um. We didn't spend a lot of time with Joel and Ellie at all. Like yeah. Joel kind of has one little moment by the water, where he's like saying goodbye to Tess mm-hmm. metaphorically. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's it. He just kind of lets that go. I wish we'd spent a little bit more time with that. Yeah. They have Ellie, like, immediately, the first their first lines together, mm-hmm. where he she's like, it's not my fault. Yeah. And you can't blame me. That's and, right. like, being the mature one. Yeah. Which kind of happens in the game. So, like, it's not, not true to the game, but it just felt quick and glazed over, and he's like, okay, I guess I'm doing this. Yeah. 
and it felt rushed to me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so they're heading out to uh, Bill and Frank's. Yeah. Because he's gonna have a car. That right. I think that was their main motivation. What once they got past, once they found out that the fireflies were not going to be helpful anymore. Right. Um, Bill could get them a vehicle. Was the thought and supplies. So they're heading to the outskirts. Yep. To where their friend Bill lives. Suburbia. Um, and it's gonna be a long hike. Yep. And that's where Ellie and Joel. We don't see them again. Yes, yes. And we get the whole backstory. We get the whole backstory of Bill, which is like at least 30 to 40 minutes of this episode. It's a good 45 Um, minutes. There were some fun aspects of that because you got to see how this guy, like... This doomsday prepper. Doomsday prepper (laughs) just locked in. In his bunker. (laughs) The apocalypse. Making his little trips to the Menards or whatever. (laughs) Robbing him blind. (laughs) I mean, it's Ron Swanson being Ron Swanson-y, and that that was quite quite an entertaining little montage they had and there. like, a good angle. Like, yeah. you know, you know there's people like that. Yep. And you know they're going to be ready if this happens. Yep. <laughs> and you get, you know, kind of flashes forward a little bit, and you see he's alone for a long time, and then he finds this guy in a trap named Frank, and um, inv- reluctantly lets him come into his house, and mm-hmm. then... Frank never leaves, and they yep. become lovers and start a relationship. Yep. The same day that the he finds really, him in the trap. Yeah, it's a bit much, but <laughs> I don't, I don't know, man. That was a bit, a bit, a bit quick in my book. Yeah, I agree. Um, um, Marla Hooch. If you know who Marla Hooch is, <laughs> sound off, okay? Because if you've seen League of Their Own. <laughs> the character Marla Hooch is unforgettable. That's She's what Nick Offerman was going for. Nick Offerman is 100% channeling Marla Hooch. Whether he knows it or not. <laughs> this entire episode, uh, he looked like her. It was amazing. So, so funny to me. I literally had this moment when he's like talking to Frank at his house, and I was like, Why, Where have I seen what, this? What, where have I seen this before? What is he giving? And then it occurred to me, like, That's This funny. is Marla Hooch. Um, anyway. We see at some point during this montage, um, Joel and Tess come by their place. It was how, that's the, you what? Yeah. (laughs) That keeps going around TikTok. Yeah. Because he's been talking to a nice lady on the radio. Frank has, yes. Because he's sociable and he's inviting people to dinner. Yes, yes. And, uh. Bill's not having it. Neither is Joel, to be honest. But they have a nice dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about future trade possibilities, yeah, which was many years in the past at yeah. this point. But we're we're getting that's how we know the Bill's relationship. Whole setup. Yeah, yeah, between Joel and Bill. Um. Anyway, it takes a very sad Nicholas Sparks novel esque turn, mm-hmm. where you find out that Frank's dying from something. I don't even remember what it was at this point. I don't even know if they knew. Uh, like, maybe not, because it's there's you know, no the apocalypse. And Bill's they're growing old, and Bill's wheelchairing him around, and then Frank decides at some point that he's going to kill himself. Yeah. Well, no, no, he's not. He's going to ask. He asks Bill to do it. Oh, that's true. He's that's like, true. give me these pills because I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. That was the, that's not an okay ask. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and uh, this is where, yeah, the, we have different worldviews than some of these creators yeah. because I did not find that as, like, embracing life, you know? No. And that's how people, everyone talked about it afterwards, like, because Bill then decides to kill himself as well, and they're going to go out together as lovers in a suicide. And I have never found that romantic in no. literature. I have never found that as a triumph in literature. No. I don't agree that that is what you do. And um, the so there's main that quote from the game, and they put it into the show. Yeah, is endure and survive. Yeah. And that's not what they chose to do yeah. with this episode, despite ending it with Bill mm-hmm. writing a letter to Joel yeah. saying there are people worth fighting for. Yeah. It's a lesson I learned, basically. But he's contradicting himself because it's his literal suicide. <laughs> I, this is where I feel like it would have been so much more impactful if 
Bill continued on. And I, I know the writer said things like, we didn't want to just kill our gays, right? But, like, you did. You did. You killed both of them, in fact. Yeah. And they were like, oh, it's not tragic because they're choosing to do this. Yeah. No, I did. I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. It's not better. Uh, I'm sorry. I just can't get behind suicide being empowering. Like, no. and I get, I get the, I get it. I get what you're trying to do. I get the tragedy. I get the fact that he feels like he had a fulfilling life, mm-hmm. but we completely took Bill from the game away from the show because yeah. Bill interacted with Joel and Ellie and helped them in the game. Mm-hmm. We have no interactions with Bill and Joel and Ellie now because he's dead before they get there. And I just feel like it would have been more impactful and whatever, people can disagree with me, if they kept Bill alive after Frank passed away because he's a fighter and Frank, I would like to believe, wouldn't want him to kill himself for him if they actually loved each other so much. And um, Bill could have, even more so than, than in the game, Mm. helped Joel and Ellie and been a pivotal part in Joel's getting a grip with Ellie yes. by telling him that message himself. Yes. And not just in a, you know, telling, not showing way of writing a letter. Right. And that would have tied him in with our actual main two characters and cast and not just have this, like, little tucked away well, and one-off we, story. There's so much more we could have done. There's just so many angles that we could have taken. Yeah. Because... We had Joel already at the beginning of the episode for, like, not really any apparent reason. Yeah. Deciding, okay, I guess I'm friends with Ellie now. Yeah, right. And by the end of the episode, he's like, well, I guess I have to take her now because Bill's dead. I think that might have been the thought, too, was, like, maybe Bill could take her and Joel would be off the hook at that point. I don't know. But, like, we could have had Bill absolutely unable to do that. Yeah. He was old. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he's got some mortal wound by the end of it. Maybe. And this would this not have been so impactful if we kept Bill alive for them to come there and he gets them out, ends up sacrificing himself yeah, for them to I be wanted. able to do that. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? He he can have peace in that because he can die and be with Frank. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that better story? It would have been better. <laughs> it would have been better. <laughs> I I could go on and on. I know. I could I too. I don't appreciate this episode because it's not about Joel and Ellie. Yeah. And when it first aired, um, we were kind of, we didn't know what the show was going to do. Yeah. So it was like, okay, maybe we're going to have other episodes that aren't about Joel and Ellie. Maybe we're going to build this into a huge world. Yeah. Like anthology one-offs or yeah. something. And we, but we really didn't. didn't do that. We spent some time with other characters, but not like that. Not, yeah. And so it just, it was, for continuity's sake, like, it didn't fit. Yeah. It would have fit better if we would have gotten Bill's backstory and then have him interact with Joel and Ellie still, like... And it would have meant something. Yeah. Instead of having a suicide letter. Yeah. And that Ellie reads to us. Yeah, I don't know. It was not as impactful as it could have been, in my opinion. And, um... I, uh, let's see. We do see Joel and Ellie at the end of that, and they they get Bill's car and supplies, right? Yes. And head out. Yep. I see that episode. Yep. Episode four! (laughs) I think if we're going to rate them, I don't even know. I have two favorites, like, in the middle. Like, the pilot is probably my favorite. It's so good. And I liked the last episode, but I've only seen that one once. Every other episode I've seen more than once. Mm-hmm. Um, with the exception of the third. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is up there. Because um, this is the road trip episode. <laughs> yeah, the road trip episode. I'm getting confused. Do we meet Henry in this episode? And Yeah, but it's a little ways in. Because okay. we start off where they're driving. And this is where Ellie has the pun book. Oh, yeah. And this is the first time we really see her and Joel interact they're in an unguarded camping way. <laughs> which never happened in the game. That was fun. And I, I love... I love that whole scene yeah. where they're, like, setting up camp and then, mm-hmm. like, she's reading the jokes and they go to bed and then she's, like, vulnerable at that moment yeah. and she's, like, nobody's going to find us out here, right? Yeah. And he's, like, nobody's going to find us. 
and then it doesn't sleep (laughs) and then it cuts to her sleeping but he's standing guard yeah and i think that's great i love that it was it was really a a neat little montage and yeah it's like the first time in the game that we see them interact with no buffers Mm -hmm. and they're actually like communicating like Mm -hmm. there's a teeny little like blip of them having to be together in the beginning and end of the last episode but they're still like not sure Okay yeah, and I, I mean, I like that banter and everything. Oh, we also had Ellie randomly kill a clicker in the basement in the third episode when they're raiding that store. Oh, I forgot all about that. Yeah. That's right. And that's right. She doesn't, like, tell Joel or anything. She yeah. just kills it and moves on. Yeah. That's right. Um, anyway, yeah. They have a few moments in that episode. Yeah. But this, this is the first one where you feel like... They're, they're, they're on, on the, the same, same team. Yeah, they've accepted their fates are intertwined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's just the setup, because yeah. then we get to Kansas City, and they're ambushed. And Joel recognizes that ambush right away, because he's done it before. Mm-hmm. And um, they get cornered, and he tells her to go hide in the hole, you yeah, know? Yeah, and yeah. then um, kills two of the guys, but then the third guy overpowers him, and, and is going to strangle him to death and then Ellie pops out of the woodwork with the gun that she stole from Bill and Frank. Oh yeah, that Joel didn't know he t- she took. And she won't let her have one. The kid. And he does not die. Oh yeah, that's right. And I feel like this is like the first time where Joel pulls the dad card where he's like yeah. Go in the other room. Yeah. I'm and gonna kill him. <laughs> he finishes off this kid because he doesn't want Ellie to have to do it. Yep. And this is where we go with their relationship of um he apologizes to her because he's like, I, that was sloppy of me. I, you shouldn't have had to do that. Yeah. Um, you see that he's kind of trying to protect her from yeah. the world. And, well, and then he, he gives in and he teaches her how to use the gun. Mm-hmm. Um, and they make it, or they head to the high rise building in the city so they can try to find a way out because they've lost their vehicle at this point and they're lost in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and avoiding raiders, apparently. They don't They don't know. Like, there's no yeah. Fedra here. It's yeah. been taken over by the people, and the people are chaos. <laughs> yeah, they're not good news. So they climb up into this building, and it's late, so they, they bunker down for the night. And this is where we get a little bit of backstory that wasn't in the game, as far as Joel goes, where apparently he's deaf in one ear. Oh, yeah, Or yeah. more deaf in one ear. And we had talked about uh, Scar on his head. Mm-hmm. And, um... That night where they sleep in the high-rise building, he falls asleep on his good ear. So he does not hear when we meet Henry and Sam. Henry and Sam, who adore. Bust in and hold them up at gunpoint. But we also get some backstory... A look into... A look into a different character that wasn't in the game, and her name is Kathleen. I love Kathleen, too. (laughs) And whoever that beautiful man was. Jeffrey well. Pierce, who is the voice actor of Tommy. With his long, glorious hair. He was hair. amazing. He walked on screen and it was like, whose show is this? <laughs> it's his. Whoa! Who let him in? <laughs> this Move aside, Pedro. <laughs> this model took over the apocalypse. <laughs> so they have overtaken the city because Fedra was wreaking havoc. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we're... we're gonna rise above yeah and um she has a whole story of like her brother was a good person and she loved him dearly and then uh he got sold out and killed Mm -hmm. and she wants to find the person who betrayed him Mm -hmm. and that is henry so we know she's hunting henry yeah and she's gonna do whatever she can yeah and we also get a little glimpse of um, Perry. She's got this like really like innocent school teacher sounding yes. voice. She sounds like a kindergarten she teacher as like she a orders teacher and death. <laughs> yeah, and it's shoots great. people in their cells. It's kind of like Umbridge from Harry Potter. <laughs> She's something. Perry is the beautiful man, um, the beautiful bearded man. Yeah, um, her crony. Who is her right hand man? He will do whatever she tells him to. It's pretty shippable. <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, so in the meantime, she, he brings her to a part of the city where she, he's like, hey, look, the ground's moving. Um, we should probably worry about this. And she's like, later. <laughs> We're busy. I'm doing murder. <laughs> so we know something's brewing under the streets or under the city, but we don't really know what it is. Yeah, I miss that. 
when we watched it the first time. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's there, but they don't address it. Yeah. She's like, we've got other things to deal with. And Perry's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Seems like a bad idea. Henry so, is supposed to, is he the baby or the? Henry is the older brother. So okay. this, we can go to the next episode. I was just going to this ask. is their story. Is he like supposed to be like 18 or something? I he looks like a young man. He's a young man. I kind Early of assumed 20s. he was in his 20s. And his little brother is Sam. And he was younger in the show than he was in the game. The most adorable, precious baby angel you've ever yeah. seen. I love Sam so yeah. much. So in the fifth episode, which is called Endure and Survive, mm-hmm. we get their backstory. Mm-hmm. And we see them hiding from Kathleen. And they're like, hold up in a room. Yeah. And we learn that Sam is, he's pretty young, mm-hmm. and he is deaf, and that is not something that they had in the game. Yeah, and I, I loved that. It really added, mm-hmm. like, so much to their story. It did. And we didn't go, like, way, way back with them or anything. It was just, like, mm-hmm. shortly before Ellie and Joel made it to the city, mm-hmm. um, because they witness Ellie and Joel getting shot at. Mm-hmm. Um, so... We don't, it's not like we spend months and months with them, or years and years, like we did Bill and Frank. Yeah. Um, but we still get a little taste of what they've been through, and they're on the run, mm-hmm. and Henry's trying to keep Sam safe, and trying to keep him fed, and they're hiding. Yep. And they had a contact who was helping them, and that is who Kathleen was questioning in the beginning of the previous episode, and yep. she kills him. Yeah. So they are stuck in this room with no one to get them more supplies. So eventually, they, they have to leave. Mm-hmm. And so they team up. Um, well, yeah, but they, uh, Henry and Sam, oh, like see them getting yeah. ambushed, and then um, track them down in the skyscraper, mm-hmm. and eventually negotiate like, I help you, you help me, sort of thing. Yeah, because um, Henry doesn't kill people. Yeah. But Joel clearly does. So yeah. he he needs his help. And Joel <laughs> doesn't know where to go in the city, but Henry does. Yep. So they go underground. Well, they have a nice little dinner, which I love that moment. It's very fun. That dinner is so Where funny. Ellie is trying to be he social. He has an asshole voice. <laughs> well, that was, that was at the very beginning when he's holding them yeah. at gunpoint. <laughs> Joel. <laughs> Everything's great. Um... Eventually they have dinner and Ellie's very much like, you know, let's the let's test. be friends with them. And Joel's like, absolutely, we're not going to be doing that. Yeah. And um, he, Henry convinces him, like, let's stick it out. Let's just, I can get you under the city. There's tunnels. They're empty. Mm-hmm. And we can make it out that way. No one will find us. Mm-hmm. And um, we get a nice little glimpse into the game where there was an underground community yeah. For a while. And they're not there anymore. <laughs> yeah. But that was cool because it was like a, like you saw like the kids' school room mm-hmm. and everything. And Ellie and um, Sam is the, the baby. Yeah. Um, they're just. He's like eight. <laughs> he's a baby. Like, they're bonding. They're just like instantly friends. Like she's super nice to him mm-hmm. and he just likes her. And they're playing They're soccer. playing and being kids they, together. He has, I think he has a comic book with him or they find it in the tunnels Mm -hmm. um and it's some you know issue that she's read before or whatever it's a series that she's familiar with and then they bond over that because they Mm -hmm. both like this comic book series and the quote from the series is endure and survive yeah yep and he communicates by writing on like a little like um what do you call those? I don't know what magic erase thing. Yeah, where you like called. pull it up and erases, and then yeah. you write on it. It's like and magnetic. Obviously, he signs yeah. too, but Ellie doesn't really know how to sign. She learns as they go. Yeah, but, but that's, that's how... how he can write to her yep. and stuff. So. so not a baby, <laughs> fully literate. <laughs> a wee lamb. <laughs> I love him so much and his little mask. Um, we really see Joel slowly come around mm-hmm. to Henry. Yeah, and Sam. And also to Ellie throughout this episode. This is when Henry tells Joel that he killed Kathleen's brother, right? And he's like, well, I'm the bad guy. And Joel's just like, nah, man, that's just what you gotta do. You know. (laughs) Gotta crack some eggs. Um, Because he, like, was 
one of this man's followers mm-hmm. and he sold him out for to get money for his brother medicine right yeah like because i don't know what his brother has leukemia yeah that's right which seems like a double whammy. Like, no kidding. <laughs> can the kid catch a break? No kidding. Uh, PSA, he cannot. <laughs> so he basically chose chose the life of his brother over. Mm, interesting. The okay. life of this leader that he loved. He thought he was a great man, mm. and now Kathleen, it's Kathleen's brother, and she's like on Vengeance. the rampage. Yeah, on the rampage. So they make it out of the city, mm-hmm. and they get to the outskirts. And suddenly they're being shot at. Yeah. And it's just some spotter in a house. Sniper man. <laughs> and he can't hit anything. <laughs> and Joel's like, he's bad at his job. <laughs> you stay here. I'm going to go take care of him. And they par- they separate. And this was also basically what you did in the game. Mm-hmm. And once Joel takes care of this sniper and he's in the house, the second, lo- the second level, yeah, with the sniper rifle, Kathleen and crew show up. Mm-hmm. And so... Because the guy had a walkie-talkie, the sniper yeah. did, and told them that this is where they were. Yeah. So they were on their way. Yeah. And so Ellie and Sam and Henry are running. Yeah. And um, I think they get cornered and Kathleen has a little monologue. Trying yes. to pull Henry out of the woodwork. Kids die. Just like, guess what? It sucks. Kids die. They you just think do. you could just choose? Yeah. Maybe your brother was supposed to die. Yeah. She's a piece of work. And then... The infected come out from the This ground. was... Okay. The most exciting part of the show since the pilot, probably. I loved this episode. And yeah. I love this part of the show. Because they just, they move so freaking fast. They just and it's a whole swarm it. and they pop out like a geyser out of the dirt. Well, and they had had build up for that saying that when the outbreak happened, they like put all of the infected underground. That's crazy. They were like, that'll solve the problem. <laughs> that couldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> That's not going to come back. And so. That's like how we treat our garbage. We'll just bury it in the It's ground. fine. That's somebody else's problem. <laughs> um, and. <laughs> Um, that's obviously what Perry was warning Kathleen about. Like, there's something underground, we're gonna have a problem at yeah. some point. And so it, I think they had crashed a truck into a house and it collapsed into one of the tunnels and released the infected. Jeez. And this is where we get to see a bloater. The bloater was heckin' cool <sighs> as heck. I loved it. And you just see immediately that this is an overpowered yes. version of what we boss. thought before because they are shooting Mushroom at it boss. and it is... <laughs> doing nothing <laughs> and Perry like tells Kathleen to run yeah. and it's very romantic it and then, then he, gets, like, snatched he gets beheaded by the bloater right. oh it was the best that was so sad <laughs> we also had the like contortionist child going after she Ellie was horrible and this is where Joel I hated is that. I hated that a lot. taking care of every every you know obstacle yeah, for Ellie sniping. to get to safety mm-hmm and um, ultimately, they make it past this point. Kathleen's there, mm-hmm. and the contortionist child takes her out. <laughs> yeah, Kathleen did not run away because she's so hellbent on her vengeance. Yeah. And Henry and Sam are like hiding under a car at some point, trying to kick these things away. Yeah. And Ellie helps them. Ellie is not going to leave without them. Backs her up. Mm-hmm. And she gets them back to the house by Joel. And yeah, this creepy contortionist uh, zombie child just. You know, who probably flying, should have died. Flying squirrels. <laughs> and takes Kathleen's face off. And our crew gets away. Yes. They but do. We're not unscathed. Oh, is this the same episode? I hate this. They part. only get one episode. So oh, we seek this. shelter in a hotel room. And, you know, here we have this moment of Joel going like, you know what? We can be friends. Yeah. It's okay. I'll, I'll let you we'll in. We'll our kids together. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's be platonic life partners. <laughs> yeah. We'll go to Wyoming together. <laughs> it's fine. And meanwhile, um, Sam and Ellie are having a bonding moment, and yeah. he tells her he got bit and he's scared. Yeah. And she goes, my blood's a cure. I'm, I'm immune. Yeah. I can cure you. Yeah. And so she tries to put her blood on the bite and hopes it'll heal yeah. him. Cuts her arm or whatever and lets it drip onto him. And he asks her not to fall asleep. Yeah. And she says, okay, I won't. 
Yeah. And then she does. And then she does. And she wakes up to Sam and thinks maybe he's not Yeah. He's a got monster. his back set, like, set to her. And then he attacks her. He tag turns around. He's all zombie-ish. And he just yeets her out the door, attacks yep. her. And they spill into the other room by the adults. And um, Joel's going to shoot him. Henry won't let. Joel get close, mm-hmm. and in that reaction, ends up just instinctively shooting his little brother yeah. dead on the floor. Yeah, because he's attacking Ellie. Yeah, and is overcome. Yeah, with what he's just done, can't process it. Can't process it. Is horrified and just Shoot. offs himself. Shoots himself. And is heavy, man. Oh, it is heavy. That's probably the worst moment in the game. In the game? And in the in the show. I think it might be the worst moment. It's in the pretty show. heavy. It's, it's so sad. Heavy. That little child was the sweetest little child yeah. in the world. And um I knew that was coming, which I was kinda glad. It's kinda funny the times that I've like checked out and checked back in because like I saw part of the scene with Bill. In the, in game, the game you mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I checked out for a long time after that and then mm-hmm. we came back and I think I saw the death of Sam. Okay. But not the lead up, you know, and like same with like the lead up for Bill and when we lost Tess, never saw that. Okay. So like they're just like pockets that I was gone and like, oh, I see a little bit of it and come back. Um, But so I knew that that little boy was a goner, unfortunately. But um, man, did he make us love him before he left. And same with Henry. Oh yeah, no, Henry was completely lovable too. They were just the best. Mm -hmm. I think they were my favorites. Like, yeah. I just love them so much, and that was the saddest thing, you know, like, that he had to kill his little brother. Yeah. And then killed himself. Mm -hmm. Just tragic. And Ellie feels terrible on so many levels, Mm -hmm. because she fell asleep and she said she wouldn't. She tried to save him with her blood, and And she she couldn't. couldn't. And she wanted to stay with them, and they're gone, you know, and that's going to hurt her more than it hurts Joel. Yeah. And, um... She feels a little disillusioned about her hopes, I guess, of what maybe her immunity could be at that point. Huh. Yeah, she doesn't know. Yeah. And, um... They bury them. They bury them. And they head out. Yeah. It was so sad. Yeah, it was very sad. It was so sad. Yep. I hated it. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> They were the most painful. Are we splitting this into two parts? Ah, just let's keep recording. I don't want to <laughs> confuse the system too much. <laughs> we can we can we can split it into two parts. Let's do that. Okay. We'll get a double decker this time, guys. So <laughs> let us know how you like. How many episodes was this? This was five. These first five episodes. Those We're gonna come back four. at you for. The next four and our final thoughts. So tune in with us to hear the rest. Thanks for listening. Bye.